Tailgater Sports. That's right, everybody. You heard it. You heard the guy with the cool announcer voice. My name is Eric Roberts. I am going to steer the ship here on this sports podcast. This is Tailgater Sports. I have two guys with me on the podcast as well. This guy over here, I'm pointing at him, but you can't see that because this is an audio thing. His name is Randy. Yo. He's wearing a Dodgers hat. He's a Dodgers fan, a Ducks fan. I, dude, I don't know why I stumbled over Every time I stumble over it, it's a, it's a bit of a tough He's thing a to Dodgers say. fan, an Anaheim Ducks fan, almost said Angels again. And a Packers fan. We're going to talk That's a right. lot about the Packers here That's coming right. up. There's rocking my my new Dodger hat, by the way. It's, it's the uh, green brim 1988 World Series hat. Oh, you found it. Nice. Yeah, I found nice. one. So that's uh, the third voice on this podcast. His name is Tyler. He lives in Houston, Texas, works on the Sean Salisbury show. He's a Texas transplant. He's an Angels fan, a Kings fan. See what these weird OCLA crossovers. But uh, stuff. you wouldn't be able to tell because he wears like six yeah. hundred different he's, hats. He's, uh, he works at Lids also. Let's so he, guess what hat he's wearing right he's now. Our, um, uh, I'm going to go with. Blue Jays. I'm going to go with the Detroit Tigers. Eric, very good job. Yeah. On the Blue Jays. It is, however, the Cooperstown collection gray Blue Jays cap where it just has the letter J and the Blue Jays kind of peeking behind it. So I want hell yeah, dude. I knew it. So you're um, a man of a thousand hats. Yes. Yes, you are a man of a thousand hats, but literally none of your own favorite team. So uh, they still don't have my size. I even well, looked for a Falcons one. There was not my size. I, uh, okay, I'm just a hat connoisseur. Leave me alone. I yeah, had no, sure. I had no idea that there are these companies like Hat Club and a bunch of other groups where like they make hats for teams yeah. and they add like patches and different color schemes. And I'm mm-hmm. like, is this even like MLB is endorsed? It legal? Yeah, is yeah, it probably legal? not. Can they do that? Probably not. Probably not. But okay, before we go off the rails too quickly and fall down the rabbit hole of another hat podcast. We did that last episode, ripping Tyler for it. That even spilled into what's new with Menace, ripping Tyler for about what felt like hours and hours and hours of hat yeah. talk and whatever. We're not, gonna, we're not going to do that again this the episode. Um, over the weekend, guys, there was this little thing called the NFL Draft. Yes. So I want to I want to start this with three questions for you, okay? Mm-hmm. Yes. I want you to tell me how much of a draft guy are you? And I mean this by are you a, are you a, a first rounder? Are you a, a second dayer? Do you make it through all of the third day with watching 90 plus percent of the draft? Okay, that's mm-hmm. question number one. What yeah. kind of a draft guy are you? How are you consuming it? Number two, how do you feel about your team coming out of the draft? Randy, your Packers. Seems like a yearly occurrence now. We're, we're, <laughs> we're doing the same thing. Last year, we're going to get into it. But last year, we were doing this about Jordan Love. Yep. Give me your, your the state of your team, how you feel. Tyler's Falcons, my Bills. And third, maybe we could start with the third question first so you guys can think about it. How crappy does Cleveland look, man? Oh, it was man. in Cleveland, so the, the NFL draft was over the weekend. Uh, Thursday through Sunday. I keep thinking it started on Friday for some reason. Yeah. So it was, what, four days technically, right? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And their big reveal, their big, all oh, the NFL's back in person. Dude, Rich Eisen, this is an in-person draft, an in-person pick in this in-person draft. I'm like, dude, we get it. There's people there. How stupid was that recliner seat on the Oh, on the my platform? God. There's so many things we got to get Here's, to on it, man. First yeah. of all, the first night... Cleveland was in a a, a, a fog, couldn't yeah. see anything. It looked awful. And then their big intro video was Cleveland. Here's some here's some pano shots of train tracks and I mean, gray and Lake Erie and rust <laughs> and brown and orange. And, and you may think we added a gray hue to the footage, but no, this no, is what Cleveland really looks like. Here's some warehouses and some that old been cars aban- that have been abandoned for sixty plus the years. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, brother. How annoying was that? Uh, was that national anthem from that like 2013 Hall of Fame inductee? Some random chick's like, she she's singing and it's like, does, is she tone deaf? Do people oh, not realize man. how bad she sounds? Was she the was she the only one they could get? 
And then the poor Kings of Leon, they're just out there playing, just randomly. And yeah. it's just like, no, not, no one's paying any for, attention to them. For them to be driving home the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame aspect of this, like, oh, you know, that was their yeah. big get. You got Kings of Leon? What yeah, is 2018? You couldn't have got someone who, like, you know, did sort of fit, somebody, the, fit the mold. or Somebody shred a guitar over or, Kings of Leon for two songs. Or when can we, when will we find, okay. I have a few a few observations and a few complaints. Number one, when are we finally going to get over the fact that everything needs to have like musical performances? Like, not everyone wants to sit down and watch, you know, some some band, whether you like them or not, play for twenty minutes. Like, we want to get to get over it. The Migos are never coming to any NFL section. I'm sorry. Look, if the Migos perform, things would have been a lot better. Something. Let's let's be honest here, because Kings of Leon were just playing in the background. These Migos are dancing around. And Players get hyped because they like, no one's listening to Kings of Leon before a game. That was the part, too, is that it's obviously tape delay, but it's not tape delay enough where, you know, they're, they're not yeah. performing the day before. Yeah. They're literally performing their song while Rich Eisen is introing the beginning of the draft. Yeah. So you hear Sex is on Fire over Rich Eisen, and then they go, 10 minutes later, they go, and now Kings of Leon with Thank Sex you. is on I'm Fire. I'm so glad you noticed so that. Weird. It was so weird. I like. Oh my God, I can guarantee you for a fact, nobody in that draft, Trevor Lawrence is not listening to Sex on Fire before he runs out onto the field. Migos would have been so much more appropriate. That's why the NBA All-Star game three years ago got it right because they had Migos come up with the song Chop Suey yeah. or, or, or whatever it was called, Chow Mein or I forgot what the song. A stir, stir Fry. Stir, stir fry. fry. There you go. Stir I was like, fry. wait, that wasn't right either. What was yeah, it? What stir was Fry. It? But uh, yeah, I mean, just the whole like presentation was just really... It felt very forced, and one of the big things I'm starting to understand with all these like just lackluster performances and just sort of things just fall flat, creative producers, their hearts are in the good place. They have well intentions. The problem is it's really hard to sell something when the people presenting it are very uninteresting. You can't yeah. coach Roger Goodell to be exciting. The dude has the enthusiasm of a doormat. Like yeah. that's just what it is, you know? The reason why the, the, most of the time people hire these hosts is because they're professional hosts. Literally, their entire job is to just be upbeat and exciting. Mm -hmm. But you can't pay these dudes enough to be exciting. It's like, yo, I'm here just to do the draft. I'll do my best to be exciting, but I'm just here to do the draft. So if you're there to be just be part of the mold and be regular and bland. Why have all this crap anyways? It just doesn't make any sense to me. And the majority of people watching, I can guarantee you 90% of Cleveland is blue collar. They don't give a rat's ass about any of it. Yeah. They just want the picks and they want to go home. It's like 40 degrees outside. Ah, very strange, man. Speaking of uh, creativity and uh, enthusiasm and representing Cleveland very well, shout out to uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, Cleveland Browns fan. That guy was pretty cool. Yeah, I, it's always for me. It's always uncomfortable when I see a Cleveland Browns fan wearing like those hyper realistic dog masks. Yeah, there was those one always, that was really tricky. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Those, those always, are weird. Those always kind of throw me off because I'm like, nowhere in the logo is there a dog. Yeah, I don't it's get a the, brown the helmet. dog town thing either. I'm yeah. sure there's some historical so, so meaning I've, to it. I found out. I should have known. Come to me known. for history. <laughs> it's what uh, apparently. Way back in the day, one of the Browns players just called the fans a bunch of dogs, and they basically took it to heart. And now they call it the dog such a Cleveland, such a Cleveland nickname. I was like, going, it's, I was it's going so more, stupid. I was going more for there is a large amount of feral dogs running rampant in Cleveland, so they just started yeah, euthanizing them. There was the once, a, there was once a pack of dogs outside of John Brown Stadium that yeah. just wouldn't leave the area. <laughs> if you brought, if you brought five feral dogs to John Brown uh, to get euthanized, you get a ticket. It's uh, the dog <laughs> pound because of the feral dogs that run the streets around the stadium. Um, you know, uh, while we're talking about fans, there's one fan in particular from cleveland i like his outfit I, I like the getup. i've never understood what it has to do with the browns per se but the guy who wears the pumpkin head 
What does that have to do with the Browns? Well, there's I've never the Browns. The Browns fans in particular are rather interesting because for so long they've had nothing to root for and cheer for. So they just have a bunch of random crap that that's part of like Cleveland Browns. They became more. They became more of a staple than the team themselves. Yeah, it's like Fireman Ed with the Jets. Yeah. Um, oh, they became, the Bills had Pancho Bila before he died. He was a cancer. RIP, yeah, RIP. Um, they had uh, they have Bills Vader. Um, I'm sure the Packers have somebody locally that's their guy in the stands. I'm sure every team has dumb one. Head. Um, <laughs> but that's the thing. When you got crappy teams, you're more you're more inclined to go for the people you hang like, out in the stands with than the team on the field. I, I discovered in the beginning of the 2019 season or 2020 season, I should say, uh, when they we were getting our first looks at OBJ. Uh, the passes mm-hmm. getting from Baker Mayfield. Somebody commented like, oh my God, this, you know, just sharing their excitement for it. And I clicked on their profile, come to find out they had basically, they had a, practically 10,000 followers. It, Cleveland Browns, they have something called the rally possum, which is like a possum. Oh, that's a thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's like, it's like a mascot for the Browns. And I'm like, the possum makes more sense than a dog. Because you would think Cleveland would just be full of possums walking I around. Love, I love when teams just throw rally in front of something and make it. Remember the rally monkey for the Angels back when they yeah. won the World Series? What do you mean, remember? It's still a thing. Uh, no, man. Yeah, I, don't I, don't, think, I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't uh, see no. no. The Angels fully endorse it. It's still very much a I, thing. You, I have a rally monkey in a Star Wars Stormtrooper outfit in my room. Are people walking around the stadium, Angels Stadium, with rally monkeys? When they give them away, yes. Yeah, exactly. They, Shut the hell yeah, up. see, Angels, Angels definitely fell flat on that. They should have made that way more of a thing. Oh, dude, yeah. I the remember mascot, se- the mascot should be like a monkey, an angel monkey yeah, or something. Yeah, seventh inning stretch. I would always see the rally monkey when I would go when I was a kid. Yeah. You still see it when you go, and I'll no, tell you, you what, from no, that well, one, I, must, I don't know gone. a lot of people that go well, then, the I thing, guess. You know, the Angels aren't really rallying much because they suck, or they're giving up leads late, so. Yeah. God, we need your help. Your favorite baseball team. <laughs> <laughs> your favorite baseball team. Shut up. All right. So the Angels for a reason. A few, a few more things about the draft before I leave. One of the few things... Where are you going? Before I leave, hold on. I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> before we move along. Um, I love yeah. the interaction between players and the people in their, in their, in their groups when they get selected. So there's, you know how people get got by like reunion videos, uh, military people coming home, dogs, right. kittens, whatever. Players getting drafted and getting the phone call and then crying around their family are one of the few things in the world that get me no matter what. I really? watch every single one that goes across my Twitter feed. I'll watch. I watched Panthers videos today. Matt Rule calling somebody. He was a long snapper. Didn't know he was getting drafted. He's like, yeah, man, I'm just trying to figure out how to get out there. He's like, no, man, this is the Panthers. We're drafting you. And he starts cussing, starts crying. Yeah. That's one of the things I, I have to watch it, no matter the team, no matter the player. And it gets me every time. And second, I love the players that go to the draft. And when they get up and they get drafted, they just blow off everybody in their squad. And I forget who it was. It might have been Waddle. No, but he came out. Not hug anybody. He came out and said that he hugged everyone before he walked out. <laughs> he was sitting okay, there. He was okay. sitting there at the top of the table, king yeah. of the king of the room. And then plus the, how they did it this year because of the COVID, everybody was set up in like little cattle areas and like a big mega tent on the side. Yeah. So it it looked kind of weird in, in general because everybody was in the back of this like kind of apocalyptic tent area with right. plasmas. Well, I I always love very fitting for Cleveland. I always love how <laughs> yeah. every year with the draft like clockwork, there is an inopportune time where the camera cuts in. And mm-hmm. catches something out of context. Yeah. Like last year was CD Lamb snatching the phone from his girlfriend or oh, something. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and we're like, oh my God, is she okay? And it's like, no, no, it's not like that. It's not like that. But it's like, well, it's usually like that. You know, uh, that's another thing like that's that. always good too is every year people start making fun of the girlfriends. Yeah. That's like, you know, you got the guy just got drafted years and years, his whole life work comes to fruition. Oh. And then the chicks like, <laughs> 
over top of him hugging him and she's like oh she's holding on to that paycheck or something do you remember last forget, year uh russell wilson's girlfriend the stupid face she made when he oh, imagine him. imagine that being you were russell wilson's chick out of college well do you remember <laughs> last year I, I forgot who it was i think it might have been the lineman for the uh for the bucks the guy who got drafted first round uh his girlfriend was on top of him as he got drafted and his mom like snatched her off of him do you remember that no, lifted, it, lifted yes, her ass off i do remember that oh man that's funny stuff paychecks man it's funny stuff another thing that i i, I I, I always like love watching in the draft is when players are like, you know what? Every team that passed somebody's going to regret it. I'm like, dude, you got drafted like 14th overall. Right. Like, it's uh, what, what is there to regret? Like, Josh you, Rosen, when he's got, I think all a he bunch got of picked, effing mistakes. Yeah, exactly. he got picked like 14th. Like, well, there was 13 mistakes drafted ahead of me. Well, you know, I mean, QBs are different, but yeah, yeah. like position players, linemen. Bro, not everybody wanted an effing lineman. Yeah, or it's like, or like when people are like, you know, what, I'm gonna make it. I'm, I'm gonna make sure they know that they made a mistake by not drafting me. I'm like, well, some teams don't need your position. Your like, safety. What do you, what, you're quarterback. You know, like the Chargers didn't need to yeah. draft you, guess man. What, like, what are you mad guess about? What, the Jags probably weren't gonna take you at first. Not a mistake on their yeah. part. Guess what, man? Your first round. That's guaranteed good money. You're gonna be okay. Like when you're drafted in the first round, at 25th overall. That's I'm a like, win, bro. I'm like, dude, that's a dub. What are you complaining about? But. uh how do you? Uh, I mean, I know we're going to talk about how, um, how 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 we think our teams did during the draft, but when we do get to that, I have a question for you. And uh, how are you feeling? Sort of gauging you. So, I mean, well, let's do it right now. All right, fine. All right, I was going to ask you. There you go. <laughs> Same time as ever. I called the uh, awkward radio transitions. There you go. Um, uh, my question to you though is because I'm seeing a lot of reports that I think like four teams drafted significantly, like very well in the in this year's yeah. draft. It was the I believe it was the Chargers, the Jets. The pa- the Patriots and again you know, I can't I can't think of the last one. So I'm my, seeing a lot of Dolphins out there. That might and Dolphins, there we go. So my question to you was, how do you feel knowing that three teams in your division drafted the best out of the NFL? Um, I'm fine because a lot of those drafts were uh, not in the secondary, so Josh Allen's still gonna eat. Okay. And um, <laughs> this 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 is the hierarchy of the AFC East quarterback world now. Josh right. Allen. Zach Wilson, I'm not in no specific order. I'm just throwing these out here. Like, yeah. tell me, tell me who who you're gonna go, who you're gonna side with. Josh Allen, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, or Cam Newton, or Tua Tungavaloa. That's kind of an exciting division. Uh, come on, if you think about it, though, like that's like the premier young quarterbacks. Yeah. Like every oh, every week, be, every week gonna is be gonna be a good game. It's gonna be a blast. I, I mean, except if you're Zach Wilson, because then you're gonna be probably running for your Zach life. Zach Wilson, I don't understand. He and he, I think out of everybody, Mac Jones or Zach Wilson, who's gonna fail? I think Zach Wilson's gonna fail. I think Mac Jones is actually gonna be he's gonna do fine. Going in, going into Belichick land, I think he figures out. But Zach Wilson just has this kind of like he just looks like a guy like he's gonna crash and burn. You know what I see? When I see Zach Wilson, I see Jimmy Clausen. Where it's sort of like everyone's like, Oh, here comes Jimmy Clausen. And then Jimmy Clausen you know, but that if you think about it though, even with Jimmy, that's really no fault of his own. It's just you get put into a bad situation. Those just uh, it was totally a fault of his own. Jimmy Clausen was ass. Sucks. <laughs> there you go. Well, I was giving Jimmy the the, the benefit of the doubt here, but Zach Wilson Mac- still hasn't retired from that. Zach Wilson <laughs> no. or Mac Jones, Tyler? Immediately, I'm going to say Zach Wilson takes a little bit longer to get ready just because he's on the Jets now. Robert Sala is the head coach of that team now. They're doing a little bit better. Zach Wilson's actually going to have someone coach him that's not Adam Gase, who doesn't know what the hell he's doing. So that's going to be kind of nice for him. They did jump back into the first round to draft the guard Tucker out of USC. That was a really good move to immediately get him some protection. Mac Jones, I don't know. I'm still I'm still on the side of the receiver made Mac Jones more than Mac Jones made the receiver. I don't know how good he's going to be. However, when do you throw him with Belichick? 
We'll see. Because Belichick turned Jimmy Garoppolo into something. He turned Jacoby Brissett into something. He turned, obviously, Tom Brady into something. So, I mean, Belichick has a good track record with this kind of stuff. So, long run, I'm going to say Zach Wilson does better. Short term, I'm going to say Mac Jones does better. Well, way to be on the fence there. Yeah. <laughs> Literally right down the middle. Okay, here we go. I, I, think, I think Mac Jones is going to work fine in Belichick's system. But if, let's just say. What, not passing? Yeah. Well, like the, the 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 short little dinkers, I feel like he's yeah. he's he's sharp and he's wise enough. Cam Newton just doesn't fit what Belichick needs. Like he doesn't fit the Belichick mold, mm-hmm. you know, because he's mobile or he tries to be mobile and he doesn't he doesn't commit to being in the pocket. Whereas Max Jones, he understands his limitations. He can't run to the outside. He can't run past any of these defenders. The only option he has is to sit in the pocket and follow. But you know, I I'm not. I want Salah to, to do well, and I know that's a, that's that's not beneficial for you or your bills, but I want him to do I'm well because I like Salah, but at the same time, it's like I I've, you've seen it time and time again where even though you root for these coaches, just because they're fan favorites for the position that they're in doesn't necessarily equate to them being good head coaches. Yeah. Also, the team that he's taking over, that you know, the team might as well, it's still butt. A butt yeah. team is still butt, even with the new coach. And you know, he was a defensive guru, so I'm not exactly going to be... Holding my breath, hoping Zach Wilson well. airs it out every other play. I just want the Jets to do well so I can see my man Fireman Ed at games again. Please come back, dude. Speaking of fans are bigger than the team themselves for a while, it was definitely Fireman Ed over the Jets. We'll save Randy for last. All right. So, Tyler, how do you feel? How are the Falcons feeling after the draft? I feel actually uh, really confident. So, they had nine overall draft picks that they brought in especially for a team that has a lot of holes. Most of them were defense. They got the safety out of uh, Central Florida. They drafted a D tackle. They drafted a defensive end. Mm-hmm. They drafted a corner. They Actually, they drafted two corners. One of the, the one from San Diego State was super underrated, apparently. All those guys are good, and then they drafted a tackle, so more offensive line help. They drafted a center to replace Alex Mack. I'm okay with that. They drafted a wide receiver. Probably going to be end up being like a number four guy, but he's from Arizona State. Forks up, Randy. So uh, I yeah. mean, that worked out really good. Oh, and they then, drafted course, they drafted the what's his name from uh, ASU? Darby. Yeah, from Darby. ASU, yeah, Darby's good. And then on top of that, Kyle Pitts, the crown jewel, who a lot of people were saying this is actually the best player in the draft. The only one he didn't. The only reason he didn't go number one is because all three teams ahead of him really needed a quarterback, so he went number four. And if that turns out to be true, you have this dude, you have Calvin Ridley, you have uh-huh. Julio Jones, and you have Hayden Hurst. I'm kind of stoked. That is for well, the, legitimate the, the Falcons. The Falcons didn't pick up a uh, Hurst uh, option. So not just yet. So what the, what I've read is they want to try and re-sign him, but they're also going to see what happens with Pitts because Pitts may end up replacing him on the on the roster. So I mean, we'll see. But I'm. I'm honestly really excited to see what they can do. Now, they let me down every year, but however, new coach, new regime. We'll see what happens. So, but yeah, I'm stoked. It's always exciting, though, when you get that new coach. It's that new car smell that, you know, where you're like, you know what? You're, everything's new to you. You're open to stuff. Right. You know, you have that little bit of leniency where it's like, you know what? We can do. This is this is the time of year where, for the most part, I'd say 30 fan bases are like, you know what? Okay. Yeah. I feel a little better. If there yeah. were. If there was one team who's, oh, well, I mean, without the Texans, yeah, today they're like, ugh, they're, they're just as bad or just as mad about oh. their team as they were on, say, Monday last week before the draft. It's got to be the Raiders. The Raiders picked a late second round offensive lineman with their first round pick 
And it's like that was your that that was what you guys chose to do. Yeah. True. My my argument with that is that the Raiders do that every year. So I don't know. Do we expect anything less? Not and, really. it, and it always surprises me because you can see Davis awkwardly sitting in the room, like a like a you know whatever it's called the war room. Yeah. But then you know Mayock and and Gruden realize that they have to build a competitive team because it's a brand new city. It's a gajillion dollar stadium. And fans are going to be allowed in for the first time this year. They need, they want to produce a winning product, especially considering their division is essentially stacked. And uh, they, all of them drafted well. I mean, one team doesn't even need to draft well; they're already right. good. Yeah, they're already kind of stacked. So it's like sometimes their decisions just don't really make a lot of sense. And you would think at some point they'd be like, or Davis would be like, you know what, you guys figure this out because it's obviously not working for me. Especially they went through a roller coaster of a day too on the draft. So yeah. we're gonna I'll segue this into Randy's Packers talk here. So they were involved in some trade talks. I don't even know if they were talks. They were linked to Rogers for a second. Murmurs. Um, it was just linked that Rogers was gonna come to California and then Rogers was gonna end up at the Broncos. All this stemming from a report leaked what, an hour or two before the draft started? Yeah. That Rogers was disgruntled, which apparently this is at least true, this part. He wanted yeah. to trade. They were gonna trade him. They backed out, pissed him off. Now he's like, Well, this is past salvageable. So then the day goes on leading up to the draft. Uh Rogers is going to the 49ers. Rogers is going to the Broncos. Rogers is okay with going to the Raiders. Rogers is basically gone. Oh, and then somebody leaks a, a news from the Broncos saying it's a deal's done. Oh, and then everybody started. It was a roller coaster of a day. Mm-hmm. Draft is coming gone. Rogers is still on the Packers. Yep. Rogers apparently doesn't want to play for the Packers. Something will eventually apparently he's, you know, um cemented in his ideology. All pretty much a year to the date or a year to the weekend, a year to the month or whatever time of frame the draft that we were doing this again with Jordan Love, them moving up to select Jordan Love, a QB, not any kind of position player to help Aaron Rodgers last year at last year's draft. Now, this year, we're doing the same thing, talking to Aaron Rodgers, him being pissed off of the Packers. Mm-hmm. Last year, he went on, won the MVP, got him to a win away from the Super Bowl. Uh, but he's apparently pissed again. I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers. He's always kind of mad, I feel like. Well, how are you feeling, Randy? How are you? What are you feeling? Last it's- year, you were, this is okay. Yeah. You're like, this is all right. We got Jordan Love. And, we'll figure it out. This and, is okay. And you know what? I'm... I'm in the position now where at first I was in shock. Yeah. I felt a little bit of anger. I had my front at the front office. Then I'd ever heard some of the anger to Aaron Rodgers. And now I'm just kind of like, you know, namaste. I, I like the picks that we have. The picks were good. We address things that we, that need to be addressed. And so at this point, it's just kind of like whatever happens, happens. You know, I, I am disappointed that it's come to this. You know, but in, at the end of the day, for a lot of these organizations with these big time players, this is usually kind of just what happens, anyways. An example of when things go south and this sort of stuff doesn't occur: look at Pittsburgh. And I'm not, I'm not trying to compare Roethlisberger to Aaron Rodgers' current trajectory, but you know, there comes a time where these sort of tough decisions need to be made. It's unfortunate though that Rodgers has to take this stance, and I'm more, I'm more necessarily disappointed in the fact that he knew that this was going to get leaked out. Him and his agent knew this kind of stuff was going to get revealed, and they did it at such a bad time when it's right. like it's the draft day, dude. Like these guys are literally—they've worked their entire lives to get to this point, to get drafted, and to have that one day in the spotlight for themselves. And then this crap comes out, and it takes away completely from this, from the draft. You know, like uh, how annoying was it that they're talking about these picks and these guys that play, and every single take needs to somehow get it, yeah. get like spun back into being a a talk about Aaron Rodgers. And, oh, someone from the Pac-12 gets drafted. Oh, you know, Cal's in the Pac-12. Cal. Aaron Rodgers, alma mater. Let's talk about the Packers now. You know, so yeah. just and it, that was the bigger thing too. Is while the, he's disgruntled, 
Yeah. All of a sudden, Jimmy G's connected to trade talks, and yeah, then it's the this... hometown team, and and the 49ers are going to move up, and then they, the 49ers move up and take Trey Lance. Yeah. That's that was a curveball number one. Yeah. So then it's even more. It, it was a it was a weird draft day for this, not a lot of weirdness to actually occur. This was also sort of another uh, just another display of the Kawhi Leonard effect, which was every analyst being hyper certain that they knew what was going to happen. Like, oh, I could have swore I saw a tweet where it was like a deal with the Broncos was essentially done. Yeah, it was Schlereth. I yeah, think. yeah, it was a right done before, deal yeah. and then nothing happened. And so it, to me, that's basically like annoying because it's like, yeah. dude, Quit talking out of your ass. Just let this yeah. stuff pan and that's play the, out the and, way it's going to play out. And that's the problem with social media and Twitter and people. Trying like who's to be telling the first, you this stuff? People trying to break news and yeah. I mean, I tweeted out something about Aaron Rodgers playing for the Broncos because I got caught in the snowball. Once somebody, once a check mark says well, something in the heat of the moment, you, and you then fall the victim. and then the check mark eventually backtracks. I, I I tweeted out something after Schlereth said, "Oh, you know, practically done." And then, he, uh, sure enough, 30 minutes later, he's like, well, you, no, it's an impending, you know, everything is is fluid and blah, 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 blah. And that's what it is, is people get people get got because they want to be first and they want to send something out. And then in Twitter world, man, nobody's going to remember you were wrong. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But and to the, to that point also, though, it's 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 to the point now where a lot of Packers fans at first, while they were disappointed in the front office, they do they they are they are aware that it you know, to to as 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 further of an extent as they can, the Packers are giving him what they can. Yeah, you know, like we drafted our number one pick was a cornerback, which Tyler protested, saying that it was a bad pick. However, the reason why we yeah. lost the NFC Championship was because of our secondary. No, I, that makes sense. Yeah, I get I understand that. But I mean, you imagine being in that war room because I text, you know what's coming. I texted you guys. I was like, the, everybody's war room. Oh, we got our guy. Or yeah. at least, hey, we made a pick. We made our first rounder. You know, that's a big moment, no matter who you get. Except for the Packers war room. They kind of cut to them after. And it was kind of just like you could feel the tension through a muted screen. And I'm like, oh, man, they did, they did not pick an They're offensive like, guy. People are about to burn down Yeah, limbo. because, again, you you're, you'd understand what they need. Right. They need defense. They need defense. Kevin King is the reason why we lost that, why we, we lost that game. Aaron Rodgers and the wide receivers didn't give up. A 70-yard bomb to Scotty Miller to end the first half. Aaron Rodgers throw three picks that game, though? That's Aaron Rodgers also <laughs> did. didn't run into the end zone when he clearly had wide open yeah. green grass in front so, of him. And I, so, and so the, the, the problem right now, though, is there's always going to be question marks and asterisks behind yeah. what was right, what wasn't right. But when you look at it, at the end of the day, look, you know, the proof is in the pudding. Uh, lost uh, lost in the, the, the conference championship, right? Lost in divisional, conference championship. Like, the team has been providing guys that have tried their best to consistently be good. Alan, Alan Lazard, he was a quote-unquote nobody before he made it to the number, to the first-string team. Now he's one of the premier receivers for the Packers, yeah. along with Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, was a th- I think it was like a third-round pick. So these picks don't necessarily have to come in these first rounds, you know? So And look, we picked up Amari Rodgers. From Clemson. Everyone's losing their mind now. Oh, what a great pick. What a fantastic pick. I'm like, well, where were you guys bitching about like an hour or two ago? Like yeah. yesterday, you know? A, we had to address a, these sort of things. Yeah, we, that's a rock and a hard place, man. We we addressed Lindsay, who left for the Chargers. Chargers. We addressed our secondary woes. By, Chargers. <laughs> Chargers. Rogers. By, <laughs> by picking up the guy from Georgia, uh, Stokes. Uh, so it's like, it's, it's just one of those things where I'm like, what more do you want? You know? Like, I... I understand the frustration. I understand the anger. But look at how fat of a contract this guy has got. Yeah. You know? And like and eventually the day will come where we need to make this tough decision. It's hard for me to even say this because everyone in Green Bay loves Aaron Rodgers. But when you're put in a tough position like this where you have to make these tough decisions 
You know, it's one of those things where you're like, well, what do you want us to do? Right. What can we do? And, you know, the good thing about this, too, is football is not like the NBA where I don't see Rodgers pulling a James Harden and then putting on 50 pounds just to yeah. force a trade. Rodgers is too much of an ask to to lose. Yeah, Packer, Packers aren't going to let him go. No, and then that's the thing, too. Like, okay, this sucks. Crappy situation. Crazy stat that was being floated around was like he's thrown one pass to a first-round selection his whole career. Like, yeah. he's not, he, like, that's the thing. They're not giving it to him. And But at least you got like, I mean, it sounds like the floor, and I don't know who your GM is. Uh, Gutenkurs. So Gut- it sounds Gut- like Gut- they're at least in the right mindset. We're like, hey, dude, things might be tough. You might not like playing here, but you're winning. And we're it's not gonna, and we're not going to be the guys that trade away Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, like no I way. get it, you're disgruntled, but like you don't want to go down and as the guy who traded away both Aaron Rodgers to rebuild when you have sides, Aaron Rodgers. Both sides are so petty because on one hand, Goot isn't going to trade him. He's like, I'm not trading this guy. And so then, if Rodgers doesn't play, he's losing out on millions and millions yeah. of dollars. And then suddenly, he's going to be the guy who plays for a team that is funded by the people of Green Bay, a small town in Wisconsin, as the guy who refuses to play. And then suddenly he goes from being a fan favorite to, yo, what the hell? Why is this guy being a dick? You know, we're giving you everything you want. You're still not going to play. You really hate us that much. So it's it's a petty fest back and forth. It really is to see who can be the pettiest. It's so wild that we're back here a year later. Yeah, like we now, did this okay. with Jordan Love last now, year. Now I will admit, I will admit though, it's 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 foolish to not address the fact that this move that was made by the Packers to draft Love should have been better communicated with Aaron Rodgers. And yeah. I think I think that's clear to everyone. And anyone who disagrees is just is trying to make excuses. The reality he's is Aaron Rodgers. You should run every pick yeah, by him. Like, hey man, so just want to let you know, we really like this guy from Utah State. He's got an arm. Are you cool with him coming in? And most people would be like, yeah, sure, why not? I don't care. It makes no sense to me that Aaron Rodgers would want to have the team be in a bad position in case he goes down because injuries happen. It's happened before. What happened when he went down? We crapped the bed. Horrible season. But that's because we didn't have the proper backup. And so that was something that needed to be addressed. Now, granted, I understand there are some mistakes that have been made throughout the years. Uh, terrible, terrible draft picks. The inability, the refusal, actually, not the inability, the refusal to go out and sign some notable free agents because we're cheap mm. and don't want to spend the money. But then at the same time, it's like we've provided the best O line system in the NFL, arguably, because the guys that come in who are no names make names for themselves and then inevitably leave and go play somewhere else because they're like, what? Sunshine, Los Angeles, later, Green Bay, yeah. you know? So, I mean, what more can you ask for? You're, you're doing the best you can do. I, I hate to be that guy who's like my fates and my trust in the front office, but at this point, it's like if it's if it's a, if you can't fix the situation, what more can you do? You can't just you can't be that guy who's just going to hold on right. forever, hoping that Rodgers comes back. If the reality is that he's gone, well then, what 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 else can you do? This isn't even Tom Brady level because Tom Brady just kind of like walked his way out, like all right, yeah. I'm out of here. No, no, it was a it was this a, is a mutual thing. Yeah. This is messy. Like this, this is yeah. I don't know the last time something has been this messy. Favre didn't have a, a uncordial breakup with the Packers, did he? I, I, mean, I was a little young for. It. I, I mean, you people, were even younger. People, I did, but I wasn't following. People either. were kind of pissed off that he left. I'm sure there were. And then very, he went to Minnesota. That yeah, was. Even, I'm sure they're no, real okay, happy about so that. So he retired, and then he oh, unretired right. to play with the Jets. Then he retired again. Then he unretired oh, to play with Minnesota. Favre was a little bitch about it so i remember from far was at the very end and he threw a lot of interceptions and he nearly got decapitated by the saints yeah because they were paying each other to kill people but that's another here all right so that's what i think that was two what was the third question oh um how much of the draft you guys watch Um, are you guys locked in on the third day the second day i'm a i'm a first round sit down and watch guy 
And then for the rest of the rounds, it's just kind of like have it on in the background yeah. and just kind of like walk back and see. And uh, yeah, like I watch check all to see the my team's round, up and the first you know. day, watch all the goofiness, the stuff that we pick apart and make fun of here. But um, the last two days, I don't think I turned it on one time. Really? Yeah, I got the notifications, you know, when stuff goes wacky. Yeah. Uh, Chiefs fans propose on stage. You get the notification on Twitter. Ugh. I noticed I wasn't even getting my Pass. updates for bill selections. I was getting them for the Rams of all teams. You probably got those local alerts. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. But yeah, I'm not a I have friends watch every pick Thursday to Sunday. Why? Yeah, I don't get it either. Why? That's literally a waste of your time. 75% of those guys aren't going to be on the roster from like a couple years. Something they did over the weekend, though. I I take that back. I did turn it on because I did see this part and I saw it and I turned it on just the moment and I got a little angry or at least annoyed because I really don't care that much. They started doing this thing. I don't know if they're doing it in the future or this is the first year they did it. They did the Tom Brady pick. The what? Oh God! So at one ninety nine, no. at one ninety nine, no, swear to God, it, it was uh, what, what, I forget which broadcast I was watching. So it might have been ESPN. They did the Tom Brady. That's picks. such an ESPN thing. So one ninety nine, here's the Tom Brady graphic selected. Uh, and they do the him Tom shirtless. Brady shirtless picture, him running the forty, uh, blah, blah, seven championships, blah blah. blah what one ninety nine, and then it's the Tom Brady pick on the clock, and I'm like, no. You did not just you did not just brand a pick, Mister Mister Irrelevant. The last pick of the draft. Okay, that's funny. He gets a he gets a parade. I think at Disney World. Does he, he really? Yeah, he gets something. There's like a couple little. That's perks. pretty funny. Um, it, was a, it was a University of Houston linebacker. Yeah, I told Tyler you about get that. some perks. Like there's some perks that come along with that pick. Actually, I think you get a watch, a Rolex, maybe. But um, yeah, they did the Tom Brady pick, and I turned it on just at that moment, and I turned it right back off. I didn't even see uh, who the pick was. I was so annoyed. Again, this goes back to what I'm talking about about like the theatrics. They just don't work when the people doing them and delivering them aren't theatrical. Yeah, you know, like but Goodell, these ran these Joe Randos from the street having a bus driver come on on stage to announce a pick and get all hyped up just doesn't hit the only the good same thing way about those. Then if Ray Lewis was doing it, yeah, you know? the only good thing about those gimmick picks is when a former player comes up. Oh, I forget yeah. who it was. I think it might have been somebody from the Ravens, and he like did a little like a little bit of walk. He's like, "It don't matter. I've I won a championship or something. I got rings." And this, I think, the first time that happened was uh, the draft was taking place in was it Philadelphia or Dallas? I think it, it was might in have been Philly and Drew Pearson. Yeah, from he was the, the Cowboys, Cowboys right? Cowboys. Pat McAfee did something against. Yeah. Uh, I forget what city that was in. It was he Tennessee came in. when they were in Nashville. Okay, okay. I, I saw a video on this over the weekend. Yeah. See, those are fun. Yeah, Get, and it's good when it's an athlete who's articulate. Who can rattle off a couple words? Um, there was a former athlete that came up and did the Jets, the J E T S Jets, yeah. Jets, Jets, but he misspelled Jets. Ugh. Yeah, J E T Jet Jet Jets, and I was like, oh, "See, guys, you try so hard. Why? Why is it broadcasted? Like, why can't we just get like little alerts? You know, like well, because it's millions of dollars of ad revenue. When was the last? Yeah, I guess so. Because I, I was about to compare it to when was the last time anyone watched the the major league draft? I mean, I watched that's it a once. weird draft. I watched it once. And I was like, what the hell is going on? It's in the middle of the season. Yeah. During the week. And there's like a hundred rounds. Yeah, there's like <laughs> yeah, there's like a hundred rounds. And like for the 47th pick and the 22nd round, uh, we're choosing this random outfielder from uh, this you know 14-year-old from the Dominican Republic. Yeah, this 14-year-old from the Dominican Republic. Here's some footage about him. And then they have to like BS the pick. They're like, yeah, you know, uh Poppy Gonzalez is a born natural. He's a <laughs> real great player. He's gonna be he's gonna be fantastic for the Red Sox organization. And then this dude doesn't play for like six years because yeah. that's how baseball works. And he's traded four times before he even makes the big leagues. Yeah, man. It's so funny how different sports are. Oh, it's wild. Because like NHL players, you get drafted, you're in you're in a, the system for the most part. And so yeah. you get, you know, until you're either in or you you don't make it. Yeah. Baseball, you're in the system for like a decade 
and then you get tossed around probably like six different mm-hmm. times to six different teams until you find you're like a place. Some throw in for a Corey Seager trade or something. And, yeah, and then football, it's like unless you're really li- – if you're being honest, unless you're in the top three, four rounds, eh, probably three yeah. rounds. You're gone it, in a month. Yeah, you're probably gone in a month. Like I had a buddy who, uh, who didn't get drafted. He signed with the Chiefs. Went to camp. There's like four of the guys he's competing against. Didn't make it. Yeah. Went up going to New England. Didn't and make it. And you're hoping for a practice what, squad spot yeah. after that. And then went, you can kind of linger around for a couple years if right. you're good enough. Went to Green Bay. Didn't didn't count. He played a game for the Lions. Hurdled the guy. That was pretty cool. But, uh, you know, didn't make it. And then he, uh, like last week, he was featured. He was the feature guy in a New, uh, New York Times article. Oh, about, really? About how, like, a lot of these undrafted guys... They don't find a place, and they just—they're kind of just lost. And they become uh, professional wrestlers or car salesmen. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. No, but like the the big part of the article was that like a lot of these guys, they are victims of the undergraduate thing, where it's like you don't even finish your entire yeah. college career, you dip out early, and then the university's like, "Well, we're not going to give you free education." Yeah, nine, you're. Oh uh, wait, are you running out the tunnel on Saturday? No, okay. No, you're not a player. I do find it kind of interesting though that no one's tried to implement a rule where it's like if you're a junior and you go off for the draft and you don't get selected. That you like, well, you can't go back. I think there's something. There is a rule, but it's with NCAA. It's it, things are a little more. I think things are a little more murky now with how they're doing yeah. agents. But I think the second you hire an agent, you can't come back. I know they're doing the NBA. Mm, okay. Your eligibility gets carried over if you declare and you go through the draft process without an agent. But once you pay an agent, you're, because, you're no longer eligible to come back. Okay, but think about then you're stuff. technically a pro. Anybody can quote unquote walk onto a team. Like you hear stories about like guys who come back from Afghanistan and become yeah. like long snapper. I think there's a video about a guy who came back from Afghanistan and became the long snapper for the uh, for the Texas Longhorns. That was mm-hmm. a big story. It's like a yeah. 35 year old long snapper. But uh, but I've always wondered like why can't these guys who don't get drafted just come back to a different school? That is what I thought too. It's you know? it's, it's, it's like it's, it there's seems some weird. Like what's wrong with yeah. that? You know, I I understand if you can't if a guy from Clemson goes to get drafted, doesn't get drafted, he can't go back to Clemson. I get that, but you tell me the dude can't go play like a James Madison or you know one of right. these like there's got to be some kind of loophole. One of these smaller schools. Or St. I never John's. understood the teams that are the guys that go undrafted to the draft and then end up with a good team. I'd be like, dude, if I'm a sick player, yeah. don't draft me. I want a free range as an unrestricted free agent because I didn't yeah. get picked in the four rounds leading up into the draft. Yeah. Well, what's crazy was my buddy who who got drafted, uh, from what I heard from through people who had been talking to him on draft night, like the Chiefs had called him like probably sixth or seventh round. Like, hey man, if you don't get drafted and you fall through, we're gonna sign you to the yeah. practice team. Which and is crazy. I know. And it's so like, at that point I'm saying, like, don't pick me. I wanna be I wanna play for the Chiefs. Yeah. And it's crazy how much they just give guys just to show up to camp. So yeah. here you go, man. Here's yeah, you check. get a check because you're technically an employee. They got to pay you to come out. But how crazy is that, man? Yeah. The NFL God. draft is wild. How tall God. are you? Not tall enough. How tall are you, Tyler? Uh, 5'10", not tall enough. Yeah. Yeah. I can five. maybe do a kicker. but I was like a 5'6". Well, my, knee, my knees are weak. God, dude, that's another thing, man. These mother efforts are huge. Yeah. The Bills posted a picture of our first rounder, oh, Gregory yeah, Ros- Rosso. Is, is he like 6'6"? 6'7". 6'7", 250-something. He's chow- towering over um, McDermott. And then they tra- draft somebody in the third round who's 6'8". That's insane. What's crazy, too, Dude, they're, for they're me, is that like uh, every year these guys just get bigger and bigger. Yeah. They're, mount- they're, they're fridges. Oddly enough, everybody gets bigger and the quarterbacks get smaller. Right. Like, How does that make sense? Go ahead, Tyler. Yeah, there was a late Late middle uh, round guy. I don't remember who he was, but he went to Alabama. And this dude, just by the picture I saw, is a mammoth of a human being. And they were saying basically that he's so big, he could practically play guard and center at the same time. Yeah. And that's the crazy thing, too. You get these guys and you you shove him in like the A gap. And you got 
you got this guy we just drafted, six, six, whatever. Wingspan's yeah. probably like seven foot. Throw him in a gap. And then you got Tremaine Edmonds who can like touch his shins without bending over. He's so his wingspan's so Jesus wide. Christ. And yeah, and then you then you get a shifty little guy like Darren Sproles running through like little holes and trying to get past all these guys. It, it makes no sense. Football is it so makes confusing. No sense to me. Oh, here's another pro segue, Randy, for you. Let's hear it. Doesn't make sense. NFL, you know what else doesn't make sense? The NBA playoffs. Have you guys, I know we're not a basketball podcast, have, yeah. but there's something <laughs> there's Oh, uh, the NBA. Do I want to rip LeBron James right now? Okay, well, you'll get your chance. Hold on. Hang tight. Don't blow it early. Hold I, on. I, hold on. Hold on there. Okay, relax. LeBron James is the one getting uh, some of the pub, but overall, people are not too happy with it because I forget Hello. I forget who brought it up, but there was actually another team. Um, oh, I think it was. Oh, was it the Mavericks Kings? owner. Mavericks owner. Oh. Mark Cuban. He's yeah. pissed off about it, too. So the, M- so the NBA is doing this thing this year. It's not a one through eight. Uh, win your division or whatever like their playoff format is weird so they're doing this play-in tournament so it's basically the seventh mm-hmm. through tenth seeded teams in each division uh-huh. seven and eight play each other nine and ten play each other right okay so the winner the yeah tell me about it the winner of seven and eight goes into the playoffs yeah the loser plays the winner of nine and ten for the eighth seed so there's four teams playing for the final two spots in the playoffs okay so Beginning of the season, probably, you know, oh, yeah, sounds a cool idea. More teams get a shot. But now guess what? Owners of teams like the Mavericks, who were supposed to be a little bit better and are now going to be in the play-in tournament like Mark Cuban, pissed off. Oh, it's a dumb idea. Players like, say, maybe LeBron James, who were on a team that should be winning the division or the conference, excuse me, mm-hmm. are now saying, oh, the play-in's a stupid idea because guess who is in danger of being in the play-in tournament? The Lakers. Yeah, I feel like this is a very baseball move of the NBA. You know how the the baseball always tries to be out, innovative out, think, and yeah, different, think outside of the box, and then never do things that actually benefit the fans or the game. It's a quick sidebar. MLB they're trying to uh, they're testing out a new rule in their minor leagues where you can only throw to first base to hold a stealer twice in a game. Let that settle. We'll, we'll come back to that in a future podcast. Yes, that's one of their test. That's one of their new rules of testing. You can only check a did runner. Did you see? Did you see first base like three times? Did you in see game. what happened with the what was it? Phillies Yankees? Where, was it? No, it was Phillies. I'm in Phillies Pirates. No, was it Phillies? Phillies Mets. Mets Phillies Mets. Phillies Mets. Oh yeah. Suspensions. Yep. For yelling at each yeah. other. Oh, yeah. the MLB, no, no one even, no one got hit. Yeah, the MLB. People were just yelling. It was a good series. They were, suspension. It was heated. It was a heated series. That's the best. We'll get back to, okay, we're not going to get derailed. That's the best. This is a, this is a dumb you know NBA gr- segment, oh, not a my. dumb MLB segment, okay? Dumb sports. Uh, the playing tournament, probably the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life, right? It, you know what they're trying to do? They're trying to emulate the uh, March Madness. Because everyone gets super hyped up for March Madness and they get really excited. The first four games where you play into it and then you become a 12th seed and not a a bottom seed. But no one gets excited for the play-in games because no one wants to see Cal State Bakersfield take on Grand Canyon University. So it's like... Hey, 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 put some respect on Grand Canyon. Don't be like that. But it's just one of those things where it's like, why? Right. So this is... So now... Basketball is falling in ratings from what I've been... Yeah, nobody cares about... Nobody cares... And the people who love basketball love basketball for the way it is. Yeah. Nobody cares about basketball until the playoffs nowadays. And now they're getting even more people pissed off because you're opening the playoffs. These are the teams that you want in. I mean, it's going to work out because you're going to get the Warriors in the playoffs, probably in the Western Conference when they wouldn't have before. The Warriors are 32 and 32. 10th place, 31 and 32 Spurs. On the bubble, the 29 and 35 Pelicans behind them in the 10th seed. Wow. So, but how stoked are you if you're the Portland Trailblazers sitting in seventh place 
at 36 and 28, and then you might get bumped because you have a bad game. <laughs> and the Eastern Conference is even worse. You have the Boston Celtics at 34 and 31, right? Mm -hmm. In 10th place, the Washington Wizards, 29 and 35. Like, what are we doing? Why are we opening? I, I have, I've had this like thing in my mind for a long time. If you're under 500, you shouldn't be allowed in the playoffs in any sport. Mm -hmm. Any sport. If you're under 500, if you've lost more games than you've won this season, you should not be in the playoffs. I just feel like that should be a rule across all platforms. I'm just dumbfounded as to why this even got passed anyone in a meeting. Like, well, so the reason it got passed is because last year we had the season suspended because of COVID and there were still a certain amount of NBA games in the regular season to be played. And some teams were only a game or two behind the eighth seed for that last final playoff spot. And guys like Damian Lillard had came out and said, like, yo, if there's not going to be if there's not going to be a chance for making me for my team to make the playoffs. I'm not going to play these last regular season games. So the NBA decided, okay, you know what? We're going to come yeah. on with the playing tournament, which made sense for last yeah, year. For last year. The same way that the seven-inning doubleheader and the runner-on-second rule for baseball made sense last year in a shortened season because of a global pandemic. All three of those things should have went away with the time that the new season started and we're still technically in a global pandemic, but it's not as big of a deal as we thought it was. Those three rules should have immediately went away. But for whatever reason, they stuck around and they make both games so much worse. They are terrible. I can tell you from firsthand uh, account, this is this is a bit of a sidebar, but not really a sidebar, uh, to baseball's detrimental decisions. Playing MLB The Show and in extra innings so much more so much more stressful than it has to be yeah knowing there's a fast guy on second base. i um i forget that that stupid rule is in effect some yeah. games and i'm like just kind of dicking around and like yeah. oh crap they scored a running in the top and i'm, of like, and I'm like my guys there's a guy on second you don't realize it. it's like why does he have to be on second base yeah. why can't he be on first yeah because like on second that's, base that's you're even like true like moving back a spot yeah like why is he why does he get a head start mm -hmm. you know like put the dude on first base why does he be on second base that's true that's a good compromise i think the same Randy. the same with like the same with like basketball i'm like why are we why are we compromising for these teams that just aren't good yeah isn't isn't the point of having professional sports team to incentivize teams to be better for the for the benefit of the league who the, who the f is going to want to watch the wizards Take on yeah. Why are we opening up the the, for the one, door for the Wizards Seventy Sixers matchup in the yeah. first round? Like who I wants for to one watch much that? Want to see? I want to see Bradley Beal and uh, Russell Westbrook. In but the, then, but yeah, that's flash. the thing though. That's the point. Also, like no, no, no. Here's imagine, no, okay. Imagine, hold on, hold on, hold on. Imagine hold on, hold on, being hold on. the Celtics though. You grind out a whole year. You're six games above five hundred, and you get a hot Bradley Beal yeah. and a hot Russell Westbrook. Nice. And then hot. And then they just catch you on an off night. Jason Tatum has an off night, and they smack your ass. Russell Westbrook nice puts again. up another forty point triple double and you lose because hot and smacking ass because of some stupid playing tournament. <laughs> here's <laughs> smacking hot ass. <laughs> here's my I think, thing I think though. He's tired, but here's, okay. Here's my thing though. Tyler's saying that. Oh, I want to watch that. Everybody says that. Yeah. Until, oh, no, like, I was until, kidding. I do not care. Yeah, I do not want to watch. That and I know. I know. What people say like, oh, dude, Bradley Beal, Russell Westbrook. That'd be so good for NBA ratings. You say that. Yeah. Until it's seven p.m. on a Wednesday night, and you're like, I don't want to watch this garbage. Oh. I want to watch something else. And that's that's what happens during it the playoffs. Every you time. You get so pumped because playoffs on the West Coast, you get two months. Yeah. The first like two and a half weeks of playoffs, any sport is so sick in LA because you got them starting at four p.m. Run mm -hmm. into ten thirty p.m. Mm -hmm. And you get 
three to four games each day from that schedule. But there's always the little part of the schedule. Maybe a team gets swept, so that series is gone. You end up with the crap series. It's like, oh, damn. Tonight's the damn Wizards 76ers series. I don't care about that. I mean, I'd probably care a little bit about Russell Westbrook because I like Russell Westbrook. Yeah. But on the other side, oh, dude, we got the Suns and the Pelicans today. Ugh. Ew. But I feel like it's important to address the the elephant in the room, which is innovative rule changes. Stop. 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 I've said multiple times that the de- the, the the MLB's downfall is tradition. Now that works in t- it, it's kind of like it works in two ways because on one end, tradition being the sense of not changing the rules of the game is one thing. Yeah. Sure. Tradition of suspending players two year two games for old angry white men for bitching at one another is an entirely no. different thing. You know what I mean? The NBA, the structure is built the way it's built. People like that. People want that. You know how you fix the the NBA by not being so uptight on right. these foul and calls. you know and you know Adam Silver is in his office right now sweating out the fact that LeBron James and the Lakers could get bumped out in a dumb playing tournament. Yeah. Like and the, that LeBron, the Lakers have fallen apart. And like, that LeBron has said whoever made this should be fired. Should be fired. Yeah, gosh. I don't this know what it's in. I don't LeBron know what it's been with LeBron. Said he wanted to see this. I yeah. think, well, here's the thing, though. Yeah, yeah exactly what I said. He didn't think he was going to be in it. It's like, yeah. we can't just get yeah, that's what get happened. Rid- Him and Mark Cuban both were like, hey, sounds like a good idea. We're not going to be in that th- in that damn tournament. This is a perfect depiction of the Andre the Giant gif where he's like on the ropes and he's like shaking, like, please stop. <laughs> yeah. Please, no, please, mm-hmm. no, stop. The Lakers are like, this is a great idea. Well, lend out a helping hand for everyone. And then they're like, wait a second. Why are we here? What do you mean we're playing? Well, at the moment, the Lakers are tied for sixth. Seventh spot, the Portland Trailblazers, aforementioned Portland Trailblazers, are in the seventh spot in wow. the playing tournament. So they're one game away. How great would that be? Oh, the NBA. Out of so curiosity, who, who's in that eighth seed? So the Western Conference is six Lakers, seven Trailblazers, eight Memphis, nine Warriors, Spurs, ten. Oh, imagine LeBron has to play the Warriors and Steph Curry. That'd oh, be awesome. Dude. That'd actually be pretty good. Yeah. That'd be actually some pretty, pretty, dude, even worse. Here's, here's, here's your story. So that would have to shake out to be, uh, that would have to, it would be their nightmare would be, the NBA's nightmare would be the Lakers drop to eight, the Warriors stay in nine, Lakers lose the seven play in, Warriors win the play in. So then they lose the Warriors or LeBron no matter what for the A seed. I love it chaotic yeah you know what actually I'm, I'm kind of for it now i love the chaos good the good thing you raised that point because i like the house of cards thing and i just want the, the the master card just pulled out right from the middle all your ratings lebron's gone steph curry's gonna get bumped in the first round by the suns the suns of all people hey the suns are pretty damn good yeah the suns are pretty nasty cp3 yeah. turning out to be like the, the most vital player of our era because he just turns teams into contenders out of nowhere i know you mentioned the show are you guys still playing uh, yes, very much so. Now, me and Randy are involved in a uh, very low-scoring best-of-seven series between the <laughs> Angels and the Dodgers. You mean I pitching think the highest, duel. It's a pitching duel, Tyler. You, you're the highest framing scoring that the wrong game, way. We played four games. The highest-scoring game is 3-2. to two. It's not good. Yeah. So uh, Pitching the, the, duel, the okay? Problem, Aces the, on the mound. The problem is Tyler, reason, he, Tyler, Tyler for a second was, I would say, if I was really that uptight, I'd say he was cheating because he would use Otani like two games in a row. Meanwhile, I was doing the rotation of changing uh, changing pitchers out. But he's one of those guys, so I was like, you know. Well, no, no. And then Randy said, "Hey, let's do every pitcher like a normal series." I was like, "Oh, okay, that's how you want to play." Four that's games, fine. In. like I don't care. Or, 
I'm still down three one. So what's the point? Yeah, so it's been it's been it's been pretty uh, it's been pretty intense, you know. And and it's one of those things where like the last game, the only reason why I won was because Tyler wasn't paying attention, and I sent my guy around home. So it's like one of those things where no, 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 I was I was paying attention. I just I oh, that's think I right. dove for the ball and I missed it. No, no, no that's right, that's right. He fielded it. Uh, it was a it was a fly ball out in uh, right field. And he said, Oh, yeah, but a bad throw home. That's yeah, and a bad, but a bad throw home. So, dude, this game is like so much fun for me being so bad at it sometimes. Like, yeah. sometimes I am in just no shape in yeah. any way, form a good player. This well, game. Tal- Tal- I'm still a, having such a good time. Tyler and I have had some pretty epic moments, though. Like, we, we had a game where it was the Braves, Tampa Bay Rays, and uh, Tyler had been up one nothing for the majority of the game. Top of the ninth, one strike left to save me. Oh, no. Home run. Oh. I think Tyler slammed his hand into his table, or he did something. But Tyler was on the brink of losing his mind, yeah. like throwing I his was ex- punching my pillow. <laughs> yeah, Tyler's a funny, funny guy to play with because I, I just got a new headset because I'm not a huge gamer, and I'm definitely not a gamer on a headset talking about positioning and you know war games and stuff like that. But so we, I did get a new headset, and you know I listen, I listened to you guys play while I was playing, and then I played mm-hmm. Tyler, and Tyler's definitely the I'm a nervous rambler. Mm-hmm. So he's like, oh, oh, oh. What was your score against Tyler? Uh, what was it, 2-1, Tyler, 3-2, something like that? It was uh, it was 2-1, and I'm so pissed because I hit, I'm i in the bottom of the ninth. I'm playing as the Astros. Eric's playing as the Dodgers. He's up 2-1. And I have Alex Bregman batting. And this dude hit a moonshot that went foul by 10 feet. It would have tied the game. That wouldn't have made it oh. into the outfield. What it could have, should have. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Uh, the last did game, hit a moonshot that game, Corey Seager and Cody Bellinger for me. <laughs> so uh, t- that counted. The last Dead game, center. the last game, Tal and I played, what was it? Uh, game four? Yeah, game four. Um, I messed up with uh, with Gratterall and I walked like two Zuko. guys. Two. I walked one guy. I walked Trout over to the catcher like twice. Trout made the third. Then Otani made the second. It was like two outs. No, I had one out. Guy on a guy on third and a guy on second, arguably the two best players on the Angels, the fastest ones. I'm sweating it. Struck them out both times. Hmm. Send them packing. I Kick love over, Tyler. I get overzealous. Kick rocks. No, nah, it, it was in that moment where I'm just like, okay, okay, I got this, and I get overzealous and I start swinging at everything, like pitches. But that's like five but that's right but that's zone. the best though. Like yeah. when you're playing against someone and, and you, you realize, you, just, you know, you got him, you got him you, fishing. Yeah, you got him on the ropes. You're like, yo, I know he's gonna eat this cutter. Yeah. Yep, I know he is, well, and he and well, throw it, throw it at his forehead. Oh, swing. Randy? Yeah, I'll tell you, dude. What. There was I'll there was what. there was one strike. There was one strikeout that we had where I think it was a uh, Suzuki who was up, and uh, I I needed him to get out because. Because Dustin May was shaky. He wasn't playing good. Threw it on the inside. The catcher grabbed the, Smith grabbed the ball, right? Ball four. Tyler swings. <laughs> I'm like, yes. Oh my it God. Was an thank God. It was thank an accident. It was an accident. It was the most delayed swing ever. Out of the hand, you could tell it's a ball the whole way, and you're like, hey, oh no. Yeah. I was like, I need this strike. I need this strike. I'm like, damn it, it's a ball. It's like, whoosh. <laughs> Yes, he's out. I'm like, oh, thank God. The game's fun, man. It's 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 stressful, but God, it's is it fun. a fun game to play? Yeah. It's fun when you have friends to play with. I haven't tried online mode against other people. I don't think I want around to. the world. I've been playing online against people either. with Diamond yeah, Dynasty regularly. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I've won. I think I'm like two and five in the games. Oh Jesus, oh, look yeah. at they're a bit closer though. They're close one run yeah. games, stuff like that. But I'm 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 told you I'm getting better as I'm going along. You know, like I said, I've had to get those growing pains of what Tyra was talking about, where I was swinging at everything. Right. Playing against the computer, anything above rookie or easy, whatever the hell it is, I get 
creamed because then I have no play discipline because everything's a, a yeah. change up, a curveball, and it's in the zone, and then it's on the floor. Yeah, like I gave up on road to the show. I was like, that's I, hard. I, I tried getting into it, but I'm like, I don't want to play 60 games yeah. of this. Well, it's I do like the the simulate to your your moments or when you touch the ball or whatever. Yeah, yeah. which but, is what you should be. But doing. the problem with it that just does your at bats and when it someone yeah. Hits the ball the problem with that mode also is though is not only are you playing against a computer, which is better. You're playing with your player, which who sucks at the beginning. Yeah. So your vision sucks, your contact sucks. So I'm up there. I went like oh for my first 25 at bats in that damn game. I had a PlayStation and you guys didn't. I played MLB The Show 18, and my guy got considerably pretty good. I was in the Royals, and it got to the point where every time I was at bat, it was just a home run. I'm like, this isn't really fun. Right. I wish. You know? Yeah. I got to the point where got, my guy made it to the uh, to the big leagues with Detroit. I had 65 home runs at the All-Star break. It was pretty bad. The All-Star for Jesus yeah, Christ. It's pretty messy. I want to try franchise mode, but uh, I think because I think there's an online franchise mode where, where it's you like play against other yeah, you play against. Well, no, no, like if, if I had a league, it'd be me, you and I mean, Tyler. I'd, I'd be down to get that going that yeah, way. Yeah, that'd be pretty fun. Tracks versus stats and stuff. That'd be pretty fun. Yeah, league online would be pretty fun. Um, I don't know how to set that up between Neither us I. three. So I think that sounds like Tyler's job. You know what? You know what I do know how to do, though? What? I know how to stream. I oh. mean the stream. I'm finally done with school for two there weeks. There you go. Huh. So, but I'm also trying to like build a schedule yeah. because he, I think the big thing for me is for the longest time I've been trying so hard to like if I'm gonna stream I need to get like a hundred viewers yeah. and it needs to be like super excellent. I need to be transitions and I need to have like a bunch of no. followers. F it. But at the point now I'm like I I, I kind of just want to have fun with it. You know. Yeah. Just do it. It'd be have cool fun. to watch. You know. You know? Throw it out and if link. people and if people join in and tune in, cool. Yeah. Come hang out with dish, us. Hang out with us. You know. What you mean? know there are two in air quotes, streamers on this podcast. I figure we should be able to figure out a way to do it in some capacity at some point down the line. You guys can figure that out. I'll keep to the podcast stuff. You could do all the online stuff. All right, well, we'll work on that. Do I have faith in you guys? A little bit. We'll, we'll see. We'll figure it out. We'll see. On the way out, you guys got anything to say? I need a nap, number one. Okay. Number two, if the Dodgers could start winning again. That would be nice. That would be nice. Yeah, considering losing a, a series to the Reds and Brewers not the business. Not the business. And it's it, what makes matters worse was I went on. Actually, you know what I noticed, though? I don't think there's any definitive, like, number one team in MLB right now. Because every team kind of shares the same record. Like, they have at least over 10 losses. Like, league round. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's a I single team. The good teams have been, like, the Red Sox, the Royals, the Giants. They've been, they're the, they lead the NL West right now out yeah. of all teams. Yeah, so. but. Yeah, it's early. Also, though, trends to hit. Um, I didn't want to do this. But I felt like this is the only appropriate place to do this, a safe space. Uh, AJ Pollock, I'm sorry. Owns you. <laughs> he owns me. I'm sorry. I know I was mean to you. Was that on podcast where you talked crap about AJ Pollock? No, or was, it was that a text our, message? Our text messages. But yeah. Eric was very, uh, very quick to send me all the alerts of how AJ Pollock had just eight a RBIs. Career night. Just eight what? RBIs, a grand slam, a two run home run. <laughs> so uh, AJ, I'm sorry. Ten in his last five. Let's just uh, let's shout hug, out AJ Pollock. Let's hug and make up. You got anything, Tyler? Uh, yeah. So the station went ahead and made me a public figure Facebook page. So if you guys want to keep up with the stuff that I write for the news station I'm at, uh, you can just search uh, Tyler Soto. I believe the URL is facebook.com dash. Oh, sorry. Facebook.com slash Tyler James Soto. I had to put in my middle name there because someone took my original name. <laughs> um, yeah, that was kind of weird. I was Get like, that oh, embroidered okay. on a hat. Tyler Jameson. No, it's heavy T, bro. What are you talking about? Anyways, um, so yeah, so I'm writing stuff for the station. I'm posting it all in there. If you guys would give that a like follow, I'd really appreciate that. Also, you can see the post I did write on how the Texans are absolute morons, and it's a joy to read. So there you go. 
And uh, just some insight, some of the comments. Who wrote this? A 12-year-old? All right. Well, you can go be the judge of that. I did have a lot of comments in support of me, so, but whatever. Randy won't mention those, of course. Dick. 